morning, everybody. I am Barry Markson here for Broomhead, and uh, welcome to it. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Hanukkah, just a few days away from Christmas. I keep forgetting it's on Sunday. It's on Sunday this year. How uh, how special. I actually saw something uh, recently that churches are concerned because Christmas Day is Sunday that no one's going to come to church on Sunday. I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> All right, welcome uh, welcome back, and uh, so much to get to today. I want to start off with uh, what's going on with our elections, because uh, they're, they're they're done, but they're not done, if you know what I mean. There's two uh, election lawsuits that are still remaining. Uh, Carrie Lakes had day one of her trial uh, yesterday. Day two starts here in just a few minutes. Uh, and then, of course, Adria, uh, uh, Abe Hamaday, uh, the Republican uh, uh nominee for attorney general who lost his election also has a pending lawsuit he asked for an emergency hearing this morning that'll happen at 8 30 this morning uh the homiday suit is interesting they're they're going to go to trial tomorrow on friday uh but in the homiday suit there's a homiday attorneys and the county and state's attorneys were supposed to work together for his people to review some ballots and you create a group to review the ballots it's it's a it's a thing that's called for in the election law, and apparently they couldn't come to an agreement of some sort. There's a couple of disputes there, so the judge will hear that this morning at 8.30 uh, and make some, I'm assuming, some very quick rulings so that they can get whatever work they need to get done before the trial starts tomorrow. Uh, they may ask for some more time. I don't know. We'll find out and report on that as soon as it happens. The Kerry Lake lawsuit. Uh, I got to say, day two, day one of that trial uh, was eye-opening, and uh, we talked about it a little bit on the air yesterday. We'll continue to do that today, uh, monitoring it as it happens, and Valley Attorney, uh, Election Attorney Tom Ryan is going to join us uh, after the news at 10 to give us his thoughts uh, on this trial, the standards that are necessary, and whether Carrie Lake is, um, uh, whether her legal team is making this happen. Um, I will tell you that, as I've mentioned before, what, what she has to prove in order to prevail is is daunting. I, I don't know that she, I don't think it's possible, frankly. Uh, but basically, Carrie Lake's case is conspiracy theories. It's uh, that the at Maricopa County uh, intentionally worked and did things, uh, for example, with the printers, did this on purpose uh, to thwart her bid to be governor. And then she all, even if she's able to prove that somehow, and she has not yet even come close to that in day one, which was most of her case yesterday, uh, even if she's able to prove that, she then has to prove that what they did actually changed the outcome of the election. And I don't think she can do that either. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the issues that were raised. Uh, I will tell you that the most, I guess, depressing part of this for me is uh, being on Twitter and, and I'm on social media talking about uh, these election issues quite a bit at Barry Markson one. You can follow me on Twitter at Barry Markson one. And the the Kerry Lake is on there saying things that simply aren't true. The Republican Party of Arizona and Kelly Kelly Ward are saying things that aren't true about Arizona law and what the evidence has actually shown. Um, they're making very clear that they're going to claim here at some point that the judge made the wrong decision or ignored evidence or, or things like that. But I will tell you, if you're watching this trial, if you're paying attention to the trial, uh, it is abundantly clear uh, that they do not have the evidence. Uh, Kerry Lake does not have actual evidence to support uh, the wild conspiracy theory allegations that she's made in this complaint, um, what she has are conspiracy theories. And when you look at who her witnesses are, who her expert witnesses are, uh, it kind of tells you everything you need to know. One of her witnesses, her expert, her first one that they called yesterday, odd gentleman, um, and as we learned who he was, it turns out he's he's the pillow guy's expert. He's Mike Lindell's expert, uh, who has made a cottage industry now. He flies around on Mike Lindell's dime uh, and gets paid money to go speak at Lindell when he has these things. 
he was he was Lindell's main expert uh, when the pillow guy did what he called the moment of truth uh, in uh, it was Montana or Wyoming or something, and it was that was designed to be it was it was publicized as we are going to give you the data to prove that the 2020 election was stolen. We're going to give you the actual data uh, from uh, the different states, from the computers, from all this stuff, and then they got up there and they didn't put anything up. They put up a bunch of ones and zeros that meant nothing, even to, I mean, they had real computer people come there, including uh, computer people who were on Trump's side, and they were there and said, this is useless. There's nothing here. There is no evidence here. There's no data here. Well, Lindell's main expert, who was supposed to be providing all this new information, this evidence, <laughs> that was Kerry Lake's expert in this trial. I mean, it's, it's just going back to the same people um, who are singing the same ridiculous song poorly uh, and then and then calling them experts. Uh, the other expert was somebody who's participated in the in the fraud that we had here in Arizona. Um, I, I mean, I will tell you in a normal court of law, and the defendants here did file motions to exclude these experts as unqualified and not truly experts in their field. Um, the first expert Lindell's guy that I just told you about, he calls himself an expert hacker. That That's his expertise, um, which is hilarious. Uh, how that makes him an, an expert in election law and other things, I have no idea. Normally in a lawsuit, uh, you'd, you'd have to have qualified experts by education and experience and other things. Uh, I don't know whether he can do that or not, but the judge has said, I'm going, he, he set aside those motions for now, and he said, I'm going to, as because the judge is the trier of fact, he's the one who makes the decision here, and he basically said, and I don't disagree with this, the judge said, look, I'm going to just let stuff in. Uh, I'm going to be very open and, and let things into evidence, or I'm going to hear things more than I normally would, and then I will give them the weight they deserve, which means if he finds somebody not to be qualified, Qualified, uh, or the opinions or testimony be ridiculous, he can just ignore that when he makes his decision, and he'll probably tell us about that uh, when he does make the decision. But I, I do, I give the judge credit uh, because he's giving Carrie Lake and her attorneys every opportunity to present every piece of evidence they want to present. There will be no, you cannot complain uh, that this judge is not being fair to Carrie Lake. He's being abundantly fair. He's being overly fair, more fair than a judge would normally be in any regular lawsuit. Um, and especially because some of the, you know, just as an attorney, her attorneys have made numerous, numerous mistakes. They don't know how to do things. The judge has said, if you're trying to do this, I will explain it to you and has walked them through it. Um, he has been, the judge has been incredibly calm um, throughout this process. Even Kerry Lake supporters online are saying that, that this judge is uh, extremely calm. His demeanor is, is very good. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a tribute to him and to our judicial system here, um, but also uh, that he is allowing Kerry Lake's people, her, her attorneys, to get into evidence to present at least all of it. And uh, even with that, uh, some of the mistakes that are occurring on Kerry Lake's side is, is, is stunning. They called a witness uh, early on, I think right after lunch, their first witness, and it had turned out that they had just previously uh, removed that witness from their witness list and emailed the defendants. The defense attorney said, we're not going to call this witness. Well, if they're not on the witness list, you can't call them. And they took him off the list <laughs> and then called him anyway. I mean, it's just, it, it, and, and, I, and I, look, I'm going to give everybody a little credit here. This is packing a lot into a very short period of time. Um, you're, you're, it's a lot to do quickly, and, and mistakes are going to happen. But what we're seeing here uh, on the on Carrie Lake's team, um, it, it wouldn't make me happy if I was Carrie Lake. Uh, but but more importantly, substantively, they're simply not proving their case. Carrie uh, Lake uh, called Stephen Risher and Scott Jarrett, uh, the election uh, county recorder and the election director for Maricopa County yesterday. Um, they 
test those guys know their stuff uh, they come across as experts in their field without question um, and they simply answer the, the the questions honestly uh, and by doing so debunked many of the claims many of the conspiracy theory claims that Kerry Lake is bringing um, including whether Stephen Risher uh, created an organization to fight Kerry Lake and not let her be governor and whether he is uh, before the election was bad mouthing Kerry Lake and he answered absolutely not he had he had not done that which is true um, and yet people are saying he's lying I mean it's, it's truly in- incredible um, so the conspiracy theories are there uh, the amazing thing is uh, seeing Seeing someone try to prove conspiracy theories in a court of law, um, you don't see that very often. Uh, and it's only done with sworn testimony and experts, and it, it's not working. <laughs> so uh, we, we will see how this plays out. We'll continue to bring you updates on that today, as well as the Hamaday lawsuit. That trial is supposed to start tomorrow, but emergency hearing uh, coming up here in just six or seven minutes, and we'll keep you updated uh, on KTAR about how that uh, how that plays out. So stay with us all day as we continue to bring you up to date on these, on these issues. Uh, big news at our border. Uh, you remember several months ago, Governor Ducey announcing that he he was going to uh, take it upon himself uh, to make a border wall. The federal government wasn't doing it. It wasn't it wasn't protecting our border in Arizona, uh, in that Yuma sector and other places. And Governor Ducey, uh, he started putting those containers, those shipping containers out there, uh, creating his own wall uh, at Arizona's expense. Well, guess what? Uh, the federal government sued him. And a, yesterday they reached a settlement uh, already. Um, I'm going to tell you what it was, and we're going to talk about this uh, and the expense to Arizona for for this little ploy. We'll see if it was worthwhile and get your thoughts. I'm Barry Marks in uh, in for Broomhead. Jeff Munn standing by here in the KTR News Center. We'll have an update and then back with more of the program. It's KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Barry Markson, in for Broomhead. Thanks for joining us. And uh, boy, oh boy, big news uh, coming out of uh, Arizona at the border. Uh, you remember this. Uh, Governor Ducey announced, uh, I think it was back in August, that he was, uh, because the governor, the federal government wasn't doing enough at the border, he was going to take care of it. And he started uh, creating this container, the shipping container wall, uh, at parts of the border near Yuma and then in other parts uh, in, a, in a forest. And... You know, I I didn't know at the time whether this was real or, or really more of a show or not. Um, I, if it helped or not, I mean, there was a lot of he put the, the wall up, and then next to the wall was more open spaces, so people were just walking through the different open spaces. But uh, it, you know, some people were excited. He was trying to do something, uh, whether or not it was for show, we didn't know. Uh, the federal government uh, told him it was illegal and he couldn't do it. Uh, much of the wall, if not all, of it was on federal law or Indian reservation law or, or, or land. Uh, and uh, Governor Ducey did not have the right to, to just simply go on their land and put up these uh, these things. He also put much of this border, uh, this uh, shipping container wall uh, in an area where not many not many uh, migrants or people were illegal immigrants were walking across the border. It was uh, it was interesting. Uh, so the government sued. Uh, they said they were going to sue. They did. It was just last week that this lawsuit was filed and Governor Ducey has, has caved. Uh, my guess is because he knew he was going to lose. The government was about to ask for a restraining order to have these things removed. And my guess is rather than lose, he would agree to, the, to uh, just pull them himself. Um, so he's agreed to pull all these shipping containers off the border. He's going to he's just going to do it. Arizona's going to do it now here. Uh, it, you know, several questions here. Number one, was this thing actually doing any good or was it just more show? Um, you know, I, I say this all the time that the federal board, the, the border with Mexico is a federal government.
government issue, not a state government issue, and there really isn't very much that a governor or the state can do, and yet we have state politicians uh, who are constantly saying, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, to, I guess, show the voters they're trying to do something. Uh, Ducey has that border strike force thing he does, uh, which... <laughs> really just makes me laugh. I mean, it, does, it doesn't do anything. Uh, and and this, they're not Border Patrol. Border Patrol is federal. So if you want to send people down there to help Border Patrol, to allow more agents rather than being at their desk to be on the border, okay, I can see how that would be helpful. Uh, but this other stuff is so you can, in my mind, has always been so you can have press conferences and get your name in the news that you're trying to do something uh, about the border. Doing stuff for show never impresses me. Here's what Arizona is faced with now. Uh, guess how much it cost. They were making it sound like it cost nothing uh, to put these shipping containers up. Now we know. So guess how much it cost so far uh, for the state of Arizona under Ducey's plan to put these shipping containers in place at the border? $82 million. That's how much of our Arizona tax dollars has gone into this, uh, I'm going to call it a charade. I mean, that, that's what this is. And I don't know how much it's going to cost now to take them down. They've only been up for a couple of months. So we, we spent the money to put them up so Ducey could have his press conferences and get on the air and say what he was doing and get pictures taken. And now here we are led later, two months later, taking him down. And by the way, that's not going to be free. Uh, I don't know what it's going to cost. I hope it's not another $82 million, but it's not going to be free. Now, Ducey's going to say, well, uh, the federal government is, is now going to put up a wall. Well, the federal government said they were, or said they were going to put a wall in this exact area in July. They announced the plan that they were going to uh, start building this wall at some point in the future. They're not saying when and I'm gonna, I want to say this up front. I'm not here saying that the federal government and the Biden administration has been doing a great job or a good job or even a job on the border. What they're doing on the border is ridiculous. I don't know what the Biden administration's plan is. I, I, I have no idea what they're doing. It's two years in with this administration and they're still not doing anything. There's no plan at the border. So I'm, I'm not here defending Biden. But what I'm asking is, we just spent $82 million of our hard-earned tax dollars, and I'm going to assume it's going to take at least half that amount to remove these things. So we're going to be up over $120 million of our money, your money, my money, our tax dollars that could have gone into schools or or to roads or to prisons or to things that are actually important to us. Imagine what $120 million would do if we just gave it to cities to beef up their police departments, to pay police officers more and fire department and firefighters more. $120 million is a lot of money. And instead, we spend it on what appears to just be some sort of a boondoggle so that Ducey on his way out the door can say, look at something else I did on the border. And he didn't in this settlement. I want to be clear because they're going to try to say this is that we got the federal government to agree to put. No, they didn't get the federal government to agree to do anything. The, the, the federal government sued. And within a week, within a week, Ducey backed down because he knew he was going to get sh- slaughtered in court. Now, I give him credit for that. At least we're not fighting it out and extending this longer than we need to. But my goodness. And all they have is, and this is the quote uh, from his spokesman, all they have is um, an indication. I'm quoting now. We now have indications that they're moving closer to building a wall, that they're more serious about building a wall. That means nothing. (laughs) <laughs> Literally, that means absolutely nothing. So uh, let, let's call this for what it was. It appears to have been a showboating. Uh, it appears to have been a PR stunt, um, which politicians are going to do. I mean, this is this is up there with governors sending, uh, you know, people who come across the border uh, for amnesty and sending them to from Texas to New York or sending them to Washington, D.C. or Martha's Vineyard or whatever DeSantis did by flying people from Texas to, to you know, the East Coast. It's a 
showboating thing, and it's it costs our money. It's a campaign contribution in essence. But here, it's real money. Governor Ducey spent eighty-two million dollars of Arizona tax money to set up these these shipping containers. He had to know it was illegal. He had, I mean, this is on, it's not on Arizona land. It's not on some private person's land. It's on federal government land and Indian reservation land. And he did not have permission to do it. He knew going in, this wasn't going to last. So why did, why did he do it? Think about it for a second. On what possible scenario would this be worthwhile knowing you're going to lose this lawsuit, knowing you can't go onto someone else's land and put up a fence? That's what this is. You can't do it. And it costs us, for this, for this shenanigans, for this show, for the PR stunt, it costs us at least, or it's already cost us $82 million, and now we have to spend all the money to take these containers down. So it's going to be easily over $100 million, $120 million of our tax dollars. I'm not happy about it. I'm not. I, I don't want to see. I don't want governors. I don't want people governing uh, for show. I want. This, I want results. I, I get the frustration at the border with the federal government and the Biden administration. I join you in that frustration. But this did no good. This took our money and flushed it down a toilet when it could have gone to much more important things. All right, coming up, we'll get an update from Jeff Munn in uh, the KTR News Center. We're going to give you an update on the Kerry Lake trial. Day two is starting now, as well as uh, in Abe Hamaday's trial in the Attorney General's race, an emergency hearing this morning. Uh, and up next is the Big Q poll question of the day, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. I'm Barry Markson. Stay with us. It's KTAR. The Gatos Big Q poll question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, here he is, Steve Zinsmeister, in for Gatos today. And uh, Steve, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays. You're putting in yeoman's work today. You're doing like two or three jobs, and then on top, <laughs> and then on top of that, just this the hours you put into coming up with these uh, big Q poll questions of the day, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. It's amazing to me. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. This one, this one was a real head scratcher <laughs> for me. Uh, it's a simple question: Are you flying for the holidays? Here's the reason I ask. It's controversial, Steve. Expect- you got you to take it easy with these questions. A little too controversial. I know. TSA expects that this is going to be the highest uh, travel season that we've had since the pandemic. Yes. Of course, we had record numbers on Thanksgiving, uh, the highest since 2019. So with that said, I'm interested to know how many people are trying to get out. Today is usually the highest travel day of the year uh, leading up to the holiday season. So I think a lot of people are going to be leaving. I think that uh, this bomb cyclone weather that's on the East Coast and then the Midwest is going to mess with a lot of flights. That's the that's the name of my uh, fantasy t- football team next year, by the way, the Bomb Cyclones. That's going to be my new ah, name. That's a good name. I like that. Yeah, this is incredible. we got great, crazy, crazy cold weather. Flights are already being canceled. Uh, and uh, the weather across the country is unbelievably cold, like record-level cold, including in the south and everywhere else. And in Arizona, our temperature is going up about 8 to 10 degrees. It's going to be 70 degrees here on Christmas. It's incredible. Uh, we live here. Let me tell you, I, I think that a lot of people should just be as patient as you can with the airlines. I know it's frustrating. There's going to be some delays. There's going to maybe be some cancellations. But I think, uh, just remember, it's the holiday season. <laughs> I, nice. think, I, think your, uh, I think your question should have been, why on earth are you leaving Arizona for the holidays? That should be your question. Everybody I should know be coming I'm not. here. Everybody should be coming here. It's beautiful here. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Steve uh, Steve Zinsmeister, ladies and gentlemen, he'll be back uh, on KTR today live, uh, 2 till 6, the Gatos and Chad show. And thank you, Steve. Great, uh, great big Q question today.
Oh, thanks, Terry. I appreciate it. Happy holidays to you and your audience. All right. There you go. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to everybody. And uh, coming up, uh, we're going to get into... um we're going to get into this holiday travel stuff a little bit and, and talk to you about that. Also, give you an update on the uh, Carrie Lake uh, election lawsuit, day two of her trial. That is uh, ongoing right now. It's begun. And also, Abe Hamaday, uh, he uh, filed a request for an emergency hearing this morning. There's a bit of a dispute uh, with the county and state defendants about the inspection of ballots. We'll get to the bottom of that and see what the court rules uh, as well. So two Arizona election lawsuits, uh, they continue there. They remain in place, and we'll uh, bring you up to date on those uh, as well. Coming up at 10 o'clock, Attorney Tom Ryan is going to join us to talk about those election lawsuits. And then later on in the program today, uh, homelessness is an ongoing uh, increasing issue around the country. And we're going to we're going to get into it a little bit because new studies have come out of, of increasing homelessness in different parts of the country, including right here in Arizona and in Phoenix. We're going to bring in uh, someone, a homeless advocate, someone who works with the homeless on a daily basis to tell us what those here in Arizona are facing and what potentially we can do to help either ourselves personally or or, uh, or what the state and the cities can do. So we'll have that for you as well. Jeff Munn is standing by in the KTR News Center. Uh, he'll bring an update on what's happening here in Arizona and around the country. And then when we get back, uh, we'll talk about this weather uh, surge that's occurring and how it's going to affect holiday travel. We'll have the updates from Sky Harbor about delays if you're heading to the airport today. Stay with us. I'm Barry Markson. It's KTAR.